0: Welcome to the latest episode of Be Atento. I'm Jesse Ulrich, CEO of r Productions and editor of this podcast. The Be Atento podcast offers helpful tips and stories from some of today's most successful entrepreneurs and investors, and is brought to you by Atento Capital, a TELSA-based venture fund focused on driving returns through early-stage venture investment in local economic development and job creation. Atento stands for helpful, careful, thoughtful, conscientious, and polite as Atento Capital seeks to embody these characteristics to all of its stakeholders.
1: Hello and welcome to the Be Atento podcast. My name is Michael Bosch, uh, the general partner of Atento Capital. And for those of you that don't know Atento, Atento is in the business of unlocking unsung potential through financial and human capital and bridging networks. Uh, Very grateful to be here tonight with our good friend and portfolio founder, Joey Wigneraja with 19 days. Uh, Joey, thank you for being here.
2: Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Don't forget former Atento, uh, advisor <laughs> briefly, very that, that's briefly. Right, You helped us kind just, of like really yeah. in the
1: beginning, figure out our memos and our strategy. And so really grateful for you that. You just that, outgrew me so, so fast. You managed yeah. to, to help us think about investing in a way that made us invest in you, which is kind of, I was wondering now, maybe that was the plan the whole so time.
2: It was, a, it was a long-term play. I yeah. I yeah. appreciate
1: it. Um, anyways, um, excited to kind of talk about 19 days. Um, I think maybe to begin, uh, would love to hear, just why don't you give a little bit about your background, um, kind of take a few yeah. minutes and you know, start at the beginning and, and up until, you know, starting 19 days.
2: Sure. Uh, I mean, you want to take it all the way back? Take so, it all the yeah. way back. Uh, you know, from Tulsa, I grew up here and and did as many people do, uh, moved on to to go to college and went down to uh, Tulane in New Orleans and studied a mix of computer engineering in the French Quarter, uh, but, but made it out alive uh, where I... Uh left, you know, when I graduated, I uh, joined the US Navy as a civil engineer and, and traveled around the world uh seeing all the Navy had to offer in Guantanamo Bay and Baghdad, uh, where I did mostly construction management. And then uh finished up in DC with a little time at the Pentagon working in strategic planning uh before going back to school. Sorry, this is getting a little long-winded, but uh moved about twenty-four times before I came back to Tulsa. Wow. Um and I did a joint degree between the Harvard Kennedy School and MIT to study public policy and business and, uh, and I'll, and came back here, came back here and gotten a private equity at a place called Argonaut private equity. Then I uh, did that for about six years as uh, operating companies and got the itch to start something on my own. My first, uh, first startup was so far Very from sexy, so far from sexy. It was in the medical waste business. Uh, but I'm proud to say it, it is operating profitably. And uh, now I'm the managing partner in 19 days, uh, a venture studio here in town.
1: Nice. And and uh, not, so first of all, I, I think a venture studio is still a pretty novel concept to some. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a venture studio as a whole? And then like, how would you describe 19 days?
2: It's pretty funny that you asked that question because I'm pretty sure we asked you that question when <laughs> you said you guys should be a venture studio. <laughs> and we said, what's a venture studio? Um, you know, a venture studio, simply put, is a company that builds companies, right? They have they have venture studios that build consumer product goods companies, um, more traditional companies. We're a venture studio focused on business to business SaaS businesses. So we go in search of high value problems in different industries and then look for software solutions that we can build companies around. I know that you know you have a few you
1: have, there's three partners, right? Mm-hmm. You you, Nan and Jacob. And it's in kind of partnership with the with Gitwit, right? You know, talk. Can you talk a little bit about you know Gitwit and and that partnership and how it all kind
2: of comes together? Uh, for sure, you know. So uh, my two partners, Jacob Johnson and Dan Fisher, started Gitwit about 15 years ago, on the belief that uh, creativity and innovation would be the true business weapon of the foreseeable future, right? The this idea that creatives aren't crucial in business and executing on business strategies is wrongheaded. And they saw that so long ago. Um, so they over the last 15 years have built the entire team you need to take, um, to take an idea, really starting at the problem, problem finding all the way through to a full digital product build. And, and so they've done this a few times, maybe four times over the last several years, uh, built one in the emergency room space doing online check-ins for emergency rooms. that has been very successful. And they said, how do we do this over and over again? And the answer was to, to build a venture studio. So 19 days uh, has raised $7 million out of a $10 million target uh, to capitalize on that years of experience that GitWit has to use their team to find problems and build software companies.
1: Nice. And so it actually, you know, to give a little context on our side, Um, so we invest in directly in startups. We also invest in venture funds. You know, we think of a venture studio versus venture fund is when you invest in a venture fund, you're investing in someone's ability to find other companies to invest in and do it well and has an unfair right to win the deal and help the company, et cetera. The way we think about venture studio is you're investing the humans that you think that you think the humans involved have an unfair right to figure out the companies to build and then build them and then put in management to continue to see them grow. And so Really, it's a huge conviction bet on the management team and the leader, you know, that's leading this thing. And so we're really oh. excited by this one. We think, uh, you know, we think, we think this is gonna be like a beginning of like what will be, you know, a a fund returner for Atento and for Tulsa, Oklahoma that it'll build many startups here. Mm-hmm. So,
2: Well, I appreciate you saying that and uh, that that the idea of you putting so much trust in us is not lost on any of us. But I'll say, you know, fundraising is hard. It's particularly hard when you tell people, you're building a company that builds companies and they say, what are you going to build? And we're like, ah, oh, we don't know yet, <laughs> but trust us, you know, cause we just believe good process yields good outcomes. But, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride.
1: Yeah. So, 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 so let's talk, um, let's talk a little bit about kind of the process and how it works. Um, and maybe, uh, and maybe is a good time to, to, you know, the name 19 days is pretty unique. Uh, maybe a little bit about the story behind that name and then kind of how that, uh,
2: works into the process. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the name 19 days comes from an Einstein quote, where he said, if you give me 20 days to solve a problem, I'd spend 19 days defining it and one day solving it. And we loved it immediately because we are problem obsessed. Uh, we think if you fully vet and validate a problem, uh, really understand the pain point people are having before you go do anything else, uh, that you've really set yourself up for success. Right? I think um, too often in, you know, when I, when I was in private equity, I... I uh, handled a lot of our venture capital investments too. We had a pretty flexible mandate. And I think a lot of times in in early stage companies what you see is really convicted founders, but those founders are really convicted around a solution. They had a problem, they conceived of a way to solve it, and a lot of times they haven't spoken to anybody else to see if they have the problem and and are needing the uh, in need of the solution because they believe that they have to have the perfect solution built before they can show it to anybody we really think the way to be successful is to turn that on its head, mm. right? Go find the problem, make sure everyone has the problem and then work with all of the people as you build the solution. And by the time you get to the end, you don't have to wonder if product market fits there. Like you're, you're verifying it every step of the way.
1: I love it. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like understanding the problem is everything. The solution, there's a lot of ways to solve a problem. And so the, but the first step is understanding the problem and figuring out what is the right solution. Yeah. So you know, you've, you've been, you've been in business now for almost a year, almost a year, almost mm-hmm. a
2: year. You know, what's traction like today? You know, where are things? Yeah. So, you know, originally the concept was, and still is to launch six to 10 businesses. Um, we picked our first industry commercial banking around February 1st. And by the, I'd say by the end of the year, we'll be ready to start signing up customers and selling. One incredible byproduct of the process I just described is that we've talked to over thirty banks at this point, and I'd say over seventy lenders, loan assistants, uh, bank IT professionals, uh, and and CEOs and presidents to to find the problem we wanted to, wanted to solve, um, and to validate the concept and all that. And so. Uh, when we launch, I'm feeling pretty confidently that we'll have at least you know, somewhere between one and four banks ready to sign up out of the gate. Uh, and they're doing it eyes wide open with the understanding that for the first 90 or 120 days, we're not going to sign up anybody else, but we need their help to really tighten, tighten up the product and get it to market. So this first one, all that to say, this first one we've, we've paid particular attention to because we're also building processes as we go. We want this to be... Repeatable to build six to 10, we have to have strong, repeatable processes. So, I think we went a little slower on this first one, but we are now at the same time pursuing four new industries and, and are pretty ex- excited about some of the early opportunities we're finding.
1: Exciting. Mm-hmm. And what would you say? You know, you're a year in, what would you say um, compared to how you thought this would be? Like, what has been like the most surprising, or what have been some of the most surprising things, both positively and negatively, versus what you thought this would be like? Because it's really, I mean, there's not like books out there on venture studios. It's still pretty mm-hmm. novel.
2: Right. You know, not only is it really novel, I think the way that we sort of set up our venture studio, we, we set it up as an operating company where our investors are actually unit holders rather than having a studio that gets paid to develop and then a sidecar fund, which seems to be pretty common. Um, I wanted something that was incredibly capital efficient, operationally simple, and that offered some other upside perks to our investors like uh you know, we're pursuing, we should be able to and uh, pass up different tax credits and things that you can't do when you're a fund. Honestly, I think what has been surprising to me, we hoped that we would be able to get a lot of customer interaction. I think one of the competitive advantages of being in a place like Tulsa is people will spend time with you, right? Um, and, and we try to be pretty thoughtful about how much time we're taking, yeah. but for us to have reached that many people who work in commercial banking, who've all spent time, we have hundreds of hours of transcripts because they're talking to us and they're talking to us again and again and again because they want to see us be successful. That doesn't happen other places, right? That's a core feature of Tulsa. At the same time, what's been really hard is the volume of outreach we have to do to find find the people in the different industries and all of that. I think what's also been our most significant challenge that we did anticipate was finding the right people to run the ventures. We found some we've talked to some incredible people that could run our commercial banking venture, but there's some hesitance because this is a new model, right? In a traditional startup, they could look at the balance sheet and see cash on the balance sheet already. We're saying, come work for us. Now we have runway. And then all of our investors, when the time is right, we will raise that first round and we'll be off to the races, but we need you first. Mm. And so um, that has been a particular challenge, but we're finding some cool ways to solve it. I think. Fascinating. Yeah. I think um, it is unique. I mean,
1: if you think about a typical startup, it is the person coming up the idea and, and they're solving the problem. Here, you've like, okay, you've picked the problem, you think you have a solution and you're finding the person to run it. So that is, mm-hmm. it is a, a unique way. And I think, um, I think if, the good news is like the three of you are incredibly sharp and thoughtful folks that I feel like other people would be excited to work with.
2: And so I, I feel like, I feel pretty
1: optimistic about it.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You're, you're being really kind during this interview. We should do more of them. <laughs> well, <I think. laughs> we only speak in
1: interviews yeah. going forward. Yeah. Talk to me, you talked a little bit about Tulsa, you know, given that we basically share a wall with you guys, um, next door on, on Detroit, you know, you left me the choice to come back. I moved here, you know, you guys are choosing to build this thing here. You know, yes, you mentioned the advantage of kind of being able to talk to people in town or willing to take meetings and do discovery with you. But in general, I mean, how, how has it been like
2: building this thing in Tulsa? You know, I think it's, um, I'll say I've been incredibly thankful to all of our investors. I mean, I think they've drawn a lot of confidence from the fact that you came in early. Um, but because Tulsa's such a s- small town, I mean, really the reason why I, let me say this it's not a small town. It's a town that feels small sometimes mm. in a good way. Um, I originally decided to come back. I was living in Washington, DC um, in my late twenties and I love the city. Um, but what I realized is I, didn't have enough balance in my life. I was, it was either at work or out with my friends, but I had no time to do community service. There was, I, and it made me feel very unbalanced because I've always been, yeah, pretty interested in sort of giving back where I can. And so I said, okay, it turns out I need, I need a job that I love where I work very hard. I need to be close to my family and good friends. And I've got to have time to be in the community. And what I found when I got here, when I worked, got into private, Private equity, which traditionally is a, you know, be chained to the desk kind of 16 hour day job. Um, That was not the culture here. It was get your job done. And then if you need to take four, five, six, even sometimes I took a day to go do something in the community because it was important to me. I had all the support in the world. Right. Um, Fast forward that now, apply those same things to what I found with the Venture Studio is our investors have been incredible. So giving of their time to us, I think some are in because they believe we're going to return the money. Some are in and don't need the money, but they're in to be part of something cool and interesting and, and help us succeed because they want to give back to the next generation. Um, I think Tulsa is a place where first time entrepreneurs can come and, be more successful in a lot of ways than they would be other places. Um, I think they'll get support. I think, and even if they fail, right. And what's, re- I mean, what's really a fail, a failure in the startup world. Right. Um, even if they fail, the people here will pick them up, brush them off and help them do it again. I agree. Talk to me in terms of, um, we're
1: gonna do a quick lightning round because I okay, will uh, go fast. I'll be sure. Uh, no, no, no. Just, just in terms of they're gonna mm-hmm. be all different topics. Mm-hmm. You know, right now you have a bunch of different things going on. You're looking at four different spaces. You're, you're building the commercial banking product. So this commercial banking product that we're all so excited about. Uh, first of all, what's the name
2: and what does it do? So, uh, well, I guess this is probably the first place, place publicly we'll say the name, uh, but the website will be up. Uh, you know, before the end of the year. But it's called Vela. right? Um, and Vela is a product that that takes all of the incredible painful work to collect documents on the front end of a commercial loan process um, out and replaces it with just an incredibly transparent, uh, smarter data room that allows everyone working on the loan to know exactly where they are at all times. Right. Um, When I was talking about that medical waste business, I closed a you know, two and a half million dollar loan. I went back and I counted for this purpose it took 1,286 emails, over 365 files, many of which got sent twice, you know, nine different information requests over, um, eight months. Uh, it was wild. Right. And, yeah. um, and what we found is most commercial loans are very complex and no one has a good process to manage them. Uh, and we think Vela does that. And, and the numerous banking partners we're working with, uh, are excited. They're excited to be out of the paperwork business. Honestly, I would be too. Yeah. Well, awesome. And what does the name Vela mean? So, in Spanish, my understanding is it means candle, right? We like these. We like the sound uh, of the name because it's something we can hear lenders and loan assistants saying to each other, "Hey, have you check check Vela? Have you asked Vela? Like check Vela for that." And this this is not what it means, but but it also. If you want to be funny, it stands for a very efficient loan assistant. <laughs> I right. love that. But that was not the, was not the purpose at all. That was just a happy coincidence. You know, what's keeping you up at night the most? I'd say for the commercial banking product, uh, finding that right CEO. We're, we're talking to some great people. I feel optimistic we'll get there. Um, but they will be the most critical thing we do to make that successful, regardless of product, regardless of funding. So we really want to find that person. And then, you know, I do think about every time we do a capital call, I think about what I'm asking the investors to do. Right. To trust us. Um, I will sleep much better when the, when we sign in a customer and have some revenue coming in the door.
1: I, I understand that completely.
2: Three years from now or five years from now, where do you see 19 days? So five years from now, my ideal situation is that of, of the ventures we started, we still have three or four operating. Um, at that point we should have three years of operating history for the first one, maybe two for the second one. So really getting them ready to package up and sell. Um, and and that's really what years five through seven are: is operate these things, get the get the history, show the growth, and get them packaged up and ready to sell. And at the same time, thinking about, uh, you know, if we if we hit the underwriting, which was selling selling at least two of these things, it's raising a much bigger fund, growing the team, and just just shooting for the moon. Rinse and repeat. Yeah,
1: cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, would you say? Would you say that do you think venture studios in general are gonna be a thing that we see much more of across the spectrum? Do you think this is like a new asset class? Or do you think this will, will will stay to be a novel, a novel product?
2: I think it'll persist because they what you're what you're getting, right? And and you and Will brought this up early on, is you're investing in one management team and we may we may fail a couple of times but I think the important question to ask is this, a, is, is this a management team that's going to learn, right? Exactly. So one, you get exposure to more deals, but you also are capturing all the lessons you're paying for. Um, so to me, uh, you know, early data shows that venture studio ventures are raising money at a great rate for their ventures. They're exiting ventures. They're reaching liquidity faster. So early indications, obviously venture capital has been around for a long time. Early indications are that, um, you can get great returns at less risk out of a venture studio. So I I think they're here to stay. Um, The one risk is at the rate they're proliferating, there's going to be some bad ones out there. That's right. So I think investors really have to do do the work, as you said earlier, to vet the management team and make sure they have a clear plan for how they're going to go find ventures, build them and launch them. That's right. And I think the ones that are successful
1: um, with the track record will start building a bigger and bigger moat because they'll know how to do this in a repeatable way. And so it'll start compounding kind of the way you're thinking about it. And so so I tend to agree. Um, uh, any other thoughts or things that you want the lovely folks on the Be Attentive podcast to know about yourself for 19 days?
2: Well, like I said, we're, we've still got uh, $3 million to raise. Um, my ideal investor is anyone who uh, has deep industry expertise in in some area, or just is intellectually curious. We don't ask a lot of our investors, but when we do, ask them for contacts. I want someone who is you know is going to take five seconds and and try to introduce us to somebody. And then, uh, like yourself, we we love venture capital funds because they have great expertise and can be there for us when we have questions or or all of that. And uh, you know the way the model works is. They'll get the first shot at investing direct directly into the ventures. So, for venture capital funds, it should be an incredible deal source.
1: Yeah. I agree. Um, we're very excited to with our right of first refusal on all the
2: deals that come out in 19 days, and so uh, we're 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 standing by with dry powder. And let's just let's be clear about. Those investments and the ventures are outside the carry. Uh, so that right, right, so right. should we be extra exciting. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that this, these are early days, but but exciting times. I'm excited for to see the first sales be signed uh, on the commercial banking product and excited to see the CEO. Um, you know, grateful that you guys are sitting
2: here building these things in Tulsa. And I,
1: we think that many of the big tech companies of Tulsa for tomorrow will be coming out of the 19 day studio. And I think that's awesome.
2: Well, I think, you know, what well, part of his People should know you can build these things here, and not only can you build them here, you can build them fast. Because we'll have go gone from picking the industry to launching it in less than a year, right? So, so this idea that you can't build a, a tech company in in Tulsa is just proving to be false. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, look, well, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you to Three
1: CG for, for for hosting us and the Hanson Brothers, uh, as well as Jesse, of course, our podcast pro and the, and the Get With folks, and so. Uh, excited. And thanks for everyone for listening in to the Biotento podcast.
2: And so, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, thanks Mike.
0: Thank you everyone for tuning in to the be a Tento podcast. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Make sure to subscribe or follow and to leave us a review on Apple podcasts. Don't forget to follow Atento capital across all social media platforms. And we look forward to speaking with you all again on the next episode of Be Attento.